time for episode nine of By All Means, right here on Western Reserve Radio. I am your host, Mark Means. The show is presented by Milk Creek Golf Course. Make sure to book your tee time in advance by going to milkcreekmetroparks.org to book that tee time. The show is always available on the Western Reserve Facebook and Western Reserve Radio. You can find us on the Live 365 app or on TuneIn or go to westernreserveradio.com. Phone lines open when we don't have a guest for you today. Numbers, as always, 330-707-4202. Coming up a little later on in the show, Ryan Alessio will join me from Cleveland, we hope. And we will talk about the breaking news from the National Hockey League as they have announced a 24-team proposed return-to-play format. We'll get you the details on that information as we go later on in the show. Our opening segment today will be joined by Brian Driscoll. He is the founder of Irish Breakdown, the Notre Dame channel on Sports Illustrated. And then coming up a little later on the show, we'll be joined by Dan Yeagley, the veteran head coach of the South Range Raiders, who just a couple of years ago won his 200th career game. We'll talk to him about how he's communicating with his players as they look forward to be able to return to some form of training and, and uh, weight training and workouts and those things that might be available uh, for his players. But the heart of the conversation will be the widely discussed expansion of the high school football playoffs for the 2021 season as four teams will be added to each region. So 12 teams will qualify out of each region, and that means well over 300 of the 700 eligible schools to make the playoffs in Ohio would then qualify for the postseason. So those are the topics on board for today's show. We invite you to get on board by finding us on Facebook, Live 65, tune in, westernreserveradio.com, or giving us a call at 330-707-4202. And what a beautiful weekend it was. And hopefully you had a chance to get out and get to the golf course over the holiday, long holiday weekend. Make sure if you're going to head out to Mill Creek, and of course that's where we recommend you go, play those two Donald Ross Design Championship Golf Continues here on Western Reserve Radio, brought to you by Mill Creek Golf Course. Make sure to book your tee times in advance by going to MillCreekMetroParks.org. On the phone is my friend Brian Driscoll. He is the founder of Irish Breakdown, the Notre Dame channel on a Sports Illustrated. Brian, how are you holding up through all of this stuff? I am doing great. I'm bored. But other than that, I'm very good. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has definitely been a little while. So we'll get to the Fighting Irish, but I want to get your thoughts for a minute on you know, what you think the future of college football is for 2020. I think that we'll see very, very little impact on, on games. I think as far as I think games will play, I think we might see some teams. You know, I, th- I think a lot of the football teams may have to make some changes, may have to change one team out for another. But I think for the most part, as more data comes out, as, as more things we learn about this and, and what'll be, where we'll be in the fall, I think the season will go on as, as planned for the most part. I think the, dif- the changes now, the decisions that have to be made now are 
how many fans are going to be allowed in the stands and things along those lines. Other than that, I don't see a lot really disrupting the actual games taking place. And, you know, that is such the thing that has always drawn me to college football, the fans, the pageantry, the tradition, the marching band, you know, Howard's Rock, you know, whatever tradition would have named touching the, the signage, the players come out of the locker room in South Bend for Notre Dame. And that interaction with the fan base, if the whole crowds aren't there, it's not going to be the same, but I'd rather have no crowds or smaller crowds than no college football for a year. Oh, I mean, I think that should be something we should all be able to agree on. I mean, you know, give me a give me a game where you've only got the students, which for Ohio State would be a little bigger crowd than, than Notre Dame, for example. But just give me that and the parents, then nothing. I mean, I think that's the that's the thing we should all be able to agree on. My my question is more of what does this have any impact on on it long term? As more and more fans get more and more comfortable watching games at home and accepting that, are they going to still be willing to pay a hundred dollars or you know, for a ticket per ticket, and $50, $100, $8 for a hot dog, things along those lines. I think there's there's a potential for some long-term ramifications for a sport that already was seeing a decline in attendance at a lot of places not named Ohio State and Notre Dame and Penn State and programs like that. And it does bring up the question, like we heard that report that you know the governor had said no large gatherings for sporting events in Oregon for the upcoming potential Ohio State-Oregon game. That's a big game on the schedule for everybody involved. And then the debate, oh, well, will they flip-flop and play the game in Columbus? If you're Ohio State and there's not going to be a crowd, don't you want to play that game in Eugene? Because their one advantage over you is the home field. And if you take the crowd away or a good part of the crowd away, you have a good chance of going in there and winning the football game. I mean, if I'm Ohio State, I'm not, I'm not allowing them to make that change. Because it, financially for Ohio State, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for them to take on a home game during a year in which they – a marquee home game in which they would have to go at limited capacity because the opponent doesn't want to have anyone in their stands. If I'm Ohio State, I would say, listen, you know, we're either playing it or you're, void, you know, you're, you're, you're in breach of contract. You know, it would make no sense for Ohio State financially in any way, shape, form, or fashion to move that game. So, to your point, I'd say, hey, look, we don't need fans. That's on you. If you're willing to sacrifice, you know, tens of thousands of people being there and you have your own belief in what's going on with this pandemic and what is safe or not safe, whatever the case may be, that's on you. But if you're going to play any other home game, why not play this home game? And then, you know, then Ohio State can still have their home game in Oregon, a home game against Oregon when – there's more of a crowd, and they can have a full 110-plus thousand people. Brian, tell us a little bit about uh, Irish Breakdown, the new project that you've got with Sports Illustrated and what you're doing. Well, it's, a, it's been a, a, a very interesting, I would say, uh, less than a year still. I took over the week after the Notre Dame Georgia game, and we started it from scratch and literally had no site except for me, just pumping out articles. We grew very quickly. And, uh, you know, this past week I made three new hires for my site. It's been fun and exciting. It's kind of like taking over a program from scratch. You know, when I went over to Rivals, Blue and Gold Illustrated was already an established site. I had actually read Blue and Gold Illustrated, the magazine, when I was a kid. So it was already a name brand. So then I take this site over, and it's kind of, like I said, taking over an expansion program. You know, it's a brand-new site. We're competing against the big market sites, and, and no one knows who we are. So it's, you know, building up from scratch. And to see how it's grown over the last – you know, gosh, it's been eight months now, eight, nine months now. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of exciting, but also very tiresome because 
up until recently when I made my new hires, I was the one putting out all the content. So a lot of a lot of long nights, a lot of work, but you know, because I get you know I get paid to talk about Notre Dame football and college football, and the benefit of of being someone who can cover sports from their home, I haven't been impacted to the degree that a lot of other people have in regards to losing their jobs and things along those lines. So you won't hear me complaining too much, but it, it has been a lot of fun, a lot of work, and you know you see it grow and. You're reaping the benefits of it. You know, I, I read one of your recent articles about the transfers and how they'll impact Notre Dame football this year. And the guy that jumps to my mind is Isaiah Pryor for knowing him at Ohio State. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really heartbroken when I found out he was going to transfer. And from your article, it doesn't mean he's going to jump in and be an instant impact starter. He may have to fight for some playing time. Oh, yeah, he's competing more right now, I think, for that third safety position. And then Notre Dame last year did a lot of three safety alignments, and obviously they used freshman Kyle Hamilton uh, in that third safety. This year, Kyle Hamilton kind of slide into starting role. Obviously, he was a freshman All-American last year. And Houston Griffiths, who was a top 100 recruit a couple of years ago, is now going to be a junior. He's finally settled in at safety after moving back and forth from safety and corner. So the thought for Isaiah Pryor is, the thing that hurt him at Ohio State, well, in my opinion, watching the film was he was put in a lot of positions where his game wasn't ideally suited because he was trying to play like that starting role. What I think we'll see at Notre Dame is they will utilize him to play to his strengths, which is coming down in the alley, you know, keeping in front of him. You don't want him to be flipping his hips and covering a lot. Uh, you know, and I think that that will allow Notre Dame to kind of – and Clark Lee's been great about that. He is as one of the best defensive coordinators in the country, in my opinion, in – taking what a player does well and building his game around that. You know, he did not ask Asmar Bilal and Drew White to do the exact same things he asked Tavon Coney and Drew Tranquil to do the year before. He's going to tailor his defense to what they do well, and I think that's what, you know, that's what the best coaches do. So I, I think Isaiah's role will be more of a veteran presence, an alley player, a zone cover guy than it will be as a full-time safety. Brian, we are almost up against the break already, but before we go, tell everyone, you know, there's a huge Notre Dame fan base here in the Mahoning Valley, how they can find you and the work you're now doing. Yeah, it's really simple. It's irishbreakdown.com. Come check out our site. We've got a great deal at our site. We are starting to go premium. You can actually get our site for $5.99 a month or $59.99 for a year. When you sign up, you also get a year subscription to Sports Illustrated, the magazine. So the 12 monthly issues plus the four extra issues. And that's not a, that's not a special rate. That's not a rate where if you pay $59.99 now, we charge you double in a year. It's, that's the price. So if you come with us now, that's what we're going to keep charging you. So you get premium, all of our premium content, our premium message board, message board plus you get IrishBreakdown.com. Brian, appreciate it. We will do this again much more frequently as we get closer to the start of college football, hopefully on time. Good to talk to you. Know that the family is doing there well there in the South Bend area. We'll do it again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Brian Driscoll, he is the founder of uh, Irish Breakdown, the Notre Dame channel on a Sports Illustrated. Go check them out online. It's one of those sites where if you're a Notre Dame football fan, there's something fresh and something new pretty much every day on that site, whether it's recruiting, potential recruiting targets, position battles, new players coming in. Uh, they've got a little bit of everything for you right there. So go check out Brian's work. Find him on Twitter as well. He's constantly always updating information 
Bend uh, on Notre Dame football. And he's right there uh, in the South Bend area, so he'll be able to have all of that breaking information uh, on Notre Dame football as it comes out. And we will be uh, join, having him join us as we get closer and closer to college football. We did pass the 100-day mark just recently if games begin on time. And, of course, one of the major games this year is Notre Dame and Navy scheduled to play in Dublin. We'll be right back here on Western Reserve Radio right after this quick break. is now open. Experience the Donald Ross Championship design of both courses where you can book a tee time online at millcreekmetroparks.org. Mill Creek features a newly remodeled golf shop, new cart paths, and is a Callaway certified club fitting facility with demo days. The PGA professional staff is now accepting golf outings and leads. For more information, call 330-740-7112 or stop by and see what all Mill Creek Golf Course has to offer you. By all means, continues here on Western Reserve Radio, brought to you by Mill Creek Golf Course. Book your tee time in advance by going to millcreekmetroparks.org. Got Ryan back with me here for segment number two today. And Ryan, the NHL was the first league to really kind of come out and say, here's our plan, here's what we're actually trying to execute. Hopefully they're able to do it in the near future. Yeah, it looks really neat. The 2014 postseason, uh, they're going to hold it hopefully in two hub cities. I did see that Pittsburgh was on the list of one of those cities. But, I mean, the rundown's pretty neat. You have the 24 teams, the ones who aren't going to be in this are going to go into the draft lottery. Uh, They basically said there's going to be no more regular season, so that's done. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I I think that um, this is going to be really, really fun to watch. I mean – and we all know that hockey, it's the one league, the NHL, where they can kind of get away with doing things like this, which I guess is the benefit of being, you know, number four on the list of the big four. But I know you're a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan. I'm excited about this. And I think it's done in such a way that it's going to get maybe people that haven't watched hockey in a while. It's A, it's going to be open real estate unless one of the other sports come online too. But this, I, I, I am really looking forward to this. I think this is a really innovative way if you will to finish out the year and get a champion i mean all the numbers are up people are watching the kbo they're watching nascar six million people watched the 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 golf match over the the holiday weekend if you look at it from an eastern conference perspective boston tampa washington and philly uh they'll have a bye and then play each other to determine the order of the top four seeds for the first round of the playoffs The remaining teams will play a best-of-five series to qualify for that. Pittsburgh will play Montreal. Carolina faces the New York Rangers, the Islanders, and Panthers, and the Maple Leafs uh, and Columbus will match up in, in the Eastern Conference. And it's interesting because we got a good shot at not being too far from this, even if we can't go, because both Pittsburgh and Columbus are listed as cities that could potentially host those Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, I want to go tailgate. Do you think they'll let us do that if we hang out outside the arena? (laughs) That would be fun. I don't know if they would. The (laughs) only question that I have is if you've got all these teams there and you only have really one NHL arena, 
you're going to be playing a lot of games in in the matter of the day. You're going to play what a one, a five, a seven, and ten pretty much every day, wouldn't you think? Oh yeah, I mean they said they want to get this done in about a month too, correct? Like they don't want it to mm-hmm. drag on forever because they got to worry about the start of next season coming up. So yeah, I mean it's you're right. They might be playing five, six games a day. <laughs> And it'll be interesting with, with that, you know, you only've got one practice venue, uh, whether, you know, matter where you're at, you're more, probably only going to have one other rink unless you get other rinks in the community involved or some high school rinks if they, they have that possibility. But that's the thing that you mentioned that I really like. It's the NHL. They're not as highly looked at as a lot of the other sports. So you really do have an opportunity to be creative and grab some more fans while you're at it. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be really the first big four sport to be doing something. Yes, NASCAR's back. There's been, you know, some golf events. We just saw the uh, Tiger and all them guys uh, over the weekend. And, you know, there's been some soccer in different parts of the world, like you mentioned, the KBO. But outside of those things, the NHL, if they can get going first, they're going to have a period of time where they're going to be the only thing on. And as bad as, you know, this is such a, you know, it's a bad situation, but there's always going to be a little silver linings coming out of things. Maybe this will help get hockey back on the map to where, you know, when we were growing up, Mark, hockey was more yeah. popular than the NBA. And it I'm sure not, was. yeah, and I'm not saying they're, they're going to get back to that level, but even if they just got up there a little bit more and maybe brought back some of the viewers they've lost over the years with those couple strikes they had, maybe this will end up being a good thing for hockey. Did you have a chance to watch any of that golf over the weekend? I'll tell you when I exactly tuned in because I'm not a golf guy, but you know I put golf on, I put some NASCAR on, I put a few things on just because I'm missing sports. I put it on. I see Tom Brady, you know, had hit that incredible shot, and then the world almost saw much more of Tom Brady than they thought they were going to. What happened? I I only watched a few shots of it. I was actually over. Uh, my buddy had a, uh, a a small cookout for Memorial Day that I went to. What happened? I know that Tom hit, did a great shot. He hit a great shot, and in doing so, split his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on national TV, on everywhere, and nobody noticed when he hit the shot. But when they came back to him after the commercial break, the announcer, because they had headphone headphones in, so they could talk back and forth. They're like, um. Tom, you you have different pants on. What's going on? <laughs> well, if there's anybody that can make a shot like that and split their pants and get away with it, it should be Tom Brady. That's the way I look at. So I mean, that was fun to watch. The KBO has been fun to watch. It's uh, it's been. You know, you see a a lot of games, pretty much, what, six days a week, the KBO games have been on. And it's one of those where, if nothing else, we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel of we might have live sports here in the next, what, six weeks more than we've had lately? Yeah, I I mean, no, I'm wondering this. Maybe you you have an idea. If the NHL goes, are the the other leagues like the NBA and MLB, are they really going to be the ones not playing? I mean, do you think that seeing – is it almost one of these things where let's – we're going to low-key wait for the NHL to go first and see what happens? Is that why do you think they're – I know that baseball just kind of sent a proposal to the players today. Um, Do you think there's anything like that? It's like, well, let's take our time and see what happens with the old hockey league first. You know, there really could be because it's one of those – I mean, think of the way it all began. 
we found out, you know, a player tested positive for the Utah Jazz, and the yeah, NBA well, was like, we're done. And then that, was that was followed before. after that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was it. Once Rudy Gobert tested positive, and um, that was it for sports. I mean, didn't everything shut down pretty much right there? Yeah, that was the big thing, and then the the you know the conference college basketball tournaments kind of followed quickly thereafter, and then it all all kind of shut down. And like today, I read you know some I think Yahoo came out with an article talking about a date for training camp to open up for the NFL, and the, the league quickly kind of came out. It was like we don't have a date, we don't know where they got that from, and trying to keep. That's the thing that I've noticed. Whether it's this hockey proposed twenty four team tournament and playoff nobody's really pinning down exact dates because you really can't because it's all fluid it, it's all changing day to day yeah absolutely and i think it's smart right now to not announce official dates like i think you need you're going to need some dates eventually but until everything's a go and you have the uh, two host cities and you have a way that you can safely get the players now are they going to be able to in the nhl say, practice at their facilities until this tournament starts? Is that how they would do that? It looks like they might be able to in groups of six on the ice with no coaches is one of the things that I heard about to get them kind of trying to ramp back up a little bit. So basically, it is smart then for these leagues not to put official hard dates on it until they absolutely have to. Just so it's probably going to take so long to get the logistics of these worked out to where you can do everything in a safe manner. It'd probably be really hard to put dates on it this early into the proposals for any of the leagues, really. And we're learning about what looks like it's like all the NBA teams are potentially going to end up in Orlando uh, at uh, Wide World of Sports there uh, with Disney and be able to play potentially, if they work it all out, all of the games there, which could be interesting too. Yeah, I mean, Florida, man, they're... Uh... They're open for anything, aren't they? They pretty much go do whatever you want. Florida, they got wrestling. They're going to have the NBA. They've been doing some other things as well. Wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, one of the cities in Florida hosted some hockey. So, man, you, Florida's just kind of been like the uh, the test ground for everything, hasn't it? And Ohio, nothing at this point right now. I know a golf tournament and a couple other events reached out to Governor DeWine over the weekend about opening Ohio back up. And his comment was, you know, we're not ready for that just yet. No gatherings over over 10 for foreseeable future. That continues. Well, then I guess Florida is the place to do it then. I kind of thought maybe just because Ohio has been pretty lucky lately in regards to, you know, where we're at with the new number of cases per day. But that's probably part of the reason that we don't see that huge, you know, increase is because although there's a lot more you can do and if, you know, you walk around my neighborhood, it looks as it looks normal, to say the least. Uh, but without having the large sporting gatherings and things like that of over 10 people, that might might be keeping us where we're at. Yeah, it's it's, you know, again, everything is, is pretty much day to day. And I will tell you this because we're coming up against the break here in a minute. I miss baseball every day. But not having baseball this past weekend for the holiday, that was tough. That was that was it was a tough weekend to get through. Got to spend some time with family, but I definitely missed baseball. Yeah, it's sometimes I don't notice it until about you know what I really think about it every night about seven o'clock. Right. You know, because you're in that world, that weird time of night where there's not really a lot going on and you're looking for something and it's like 
I'll just sit there and I'll watch my, you know, 400th WrestleMania. And I'll say, one of these days, I'll get to watch an Indians game at 7 o'clock again. So I get you. I'm here. I, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, it, it always has been at that time at night. It was nice what Sports Time Ohio did running the 22-game winning streak. But I'd like to actually watch a game where I don't know what the outcome is going to be before <laughs> I put it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there. Um, it seems like baseball is having more trouble with money than they are the actual game. So that is definitely going to be a hold up, Ryan. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll have you a lot more for next week's show. We're going to have another guest coming up here after the next timeout. So thanks for jumping in here real quick, and uh, we'll get a little more details next week when we come back on episode nine of By All Means. We'll be joined by the veteran head coach from the South Range Raiders. That'll be Dan Yagley. His Raiders went eight and four last year, advancing in a round two of the Division Five playoffs. We'll have Coach Yagley coming up after this timeout. You're listening to By All Means, presented by Milk Creek Golf Course, right here on Western Reserve Radio. We'll be right back. is now open. Experience the Donald Ross Championship design of both courses where you can book a tee time online at MillCreekMetroParks.org. Mill Creek features a newly remodeled golf shop, new cart paths, and is a Callaway certified club fitting facility with demo days. The PGA professional staff is now accepting golf outings and leads. For more information, call 330-740-7112 or stop by and see what all Mill Creek Golf Course has to offer you. You're listening to Western Reserve Radio on westernreserveradio.com. By all means, continues here on Western Reserve Radio, brought to you by Mill Creek Golf Course. Book your tee time in advance by going to millcreekmetroparks.org. On the phone with us is our friend Dan Yagley, head coach of the South Range Raiders. His Raiders went 8-4 and four last year and advanced into round two of the Division Five playoffs. Coach, how are you holding up in these trying times? I'm going a little crazy, but I'm not doing too bad. You know, I'm, I'm stuck at home with my best friend, my wife, and uh, we're getting along really well. So getting some things done, but anxious to get started. Are you looking forward to be able to do you know a little bit more with some weight training as they're going to kind of open things up a little bit for the players here in the next week or so? Yeah, I really am. I've been talking to the kids right along and been setting them workouts uh, daily. Uh, it, it's nice, you know. We sat down as a uh, as a whole school district today and uh, online, of course, and. and try to hash things out and luckily you know we got great administration you know you got you know mr dunham mr rowan and mr fair and they they all were great leaders in all this and how we're going to get started how to do what's right for the kids and being safe for them and uh we got a game plan so that's what we're going to do and we're going to start on monday and uh go slowly at it and make sure that we do it right that's for sure how much contact have you been able to have with your players? Are you texting the team? Are you trying to do some video chats? How's that communication been? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, mainly emails. I mean, there's, the kids are on their emails every day doing schoolwork anyhow, so I just tagged on with that. And 
because uh, I know they're checking that every day. And so we've been doing that on a regular basis and uh, doing workouts, in-home workouts, kids, things that they can do at home uh, without a weight set. Some are, are have weights at home, and they're going like crazy. And um, like I said, you you got the kids that are going to work hard no matter what, and then you got other kids that you're going to rely on that just don't have the means or anything else. So we're trying to get them caught up, and hopefully, uh, you know, when we do get the okay to go and the okay to start that uh, everybody He's ready and uh, ready to do it safely. <clears throat> the one thing we wanted to talk to you about, of course, was the announcement from the OHSAA last week about the expanded playoffs for 2021. So each region goes up to a total of 12 teams. You know, you look at uh, your season last year, and it, it's one of those where. What, how, how do you look at it, being able to potentially have a week off before you have to play a playoff game? You know what? That, that's I got mixed emotions about the whole thing. I, I know that uh, there's a lot of good, and there's also some things that I really don't like. I, I don't that week off is is going to be a, a tough one. You know, you get through a regular season and your momentum's going and everything's going in the right direction, and then all of a sudden you break routine. You know, my program, the way we run things, and I know that uh, a lot of programs are like this, and uh, it's all about, you know, consistency and, and and doing things the same week in and week out and trying to get better and uh, so the kids don't really have to think they can come and just play. And uh, that's what we try to do, and that's, you know, I've been there for a long time, and that's what we've done for a long time. But that week off is, is going to be tough. and uh, But you gotta you got to earn that week off, I guess. So uh, if you're good enough to earn it, then I guess you can do some things – around it uh work around it uh i know some coaches have talked about well it's a good time to get healthy well uh yeah that could help in your working your advantage too i guess there's pros and cons to all of it now i know they're working a lot of things out for this and you know what i was curious about and i really haven't been able to find a definitive answer if you're a top four team and you get a first round buy does the next round then go to neutral or do those top four teams that earn the buy do they then get to play at home in week two of the playoffs i've heard they get to play at home week two of the playoffs i mean that's my uh understanding of it i don't know if that's because I, I know I read somewhere that uh, if you're in the top four, you could actually host a game if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first round, if somebody doesn't want to have it at their place, and let's say they have a grass field and they want to play on turf and they want to come to South Range and play, uh, they can. So we can host the, the first round. But I, I don't know. Uh, I just assumed that we would be a home in the next round. But uh, like I said, I haven't seen that in writing yet neither. So uh, I just assumed, I guess, you know, that can get you in trouble too. And, you know, one of the interesting things, Coach, is – you look at your schedule for next year, and I, I want to talk to you about that. Boy, I mean, you, you open up with Springfield and, and talk about jumping right into it week one of the regular season. What a challenge that is going to be. Uh, it, it is. But, you know, they're, they're a great team and a great rival, and uh, it's, a, it's a game that has to be played. And, I'm, you know, it is, and they're going to be good for the next couple of years yet. And, uh, you know, we, we just got to come ready to play. I mean, and the, the nice thing about playing them early is it gets you ready for our league, and that's the whole thing. Our, our goal is to be competitive in the league, and to do that, you got to really up your non-league schedule, and you got them, and we have them, Crestview, and Canton Central Catholic, which I think are uh, three very good teams and uh, possible playoff teams that will prepare us for the league play. And that's, that's the whole – got to schedule those good teams in your non-leagues. 
Well, you mentioned you know playing in the NEA last year for the first time, and that league is loaded top to bottom with a, a ton of playoff teams in it, in it last year. What was it like being in a new league, and you know for the most part playing schools that are every week in the re- in the regular season and games like that, they're all bigger than you. I you know what I, I was excited about it. I thought it was a, a good move for our district and a good move for oh, not just football but all sports. Uh, it, it was it was fun. I mean, you got to meet some new coaches, some great coaches. Uh, you know, the league is very very competitive. I mean, you got talent uh, that's unbelievable week in and week out, and you got to come ready to play. Uh, I'm hats off to my assistant coaches. They got the kids ready every single week to play, and you know, to finish second last year, and uh, you know, lots of you know to Poland, who's obviously the best team in the league last year, and you know, lots of heartbreakers uh, to Niles in overtime. I mean, the, the, a couple tough ones there, but uh, to be able to play, I, I was uh, very pleased with our kids, and we went in with a great group of leaders and a great group of seniors that uh, understood that what the work, what kind of work was needed to be able to compete in that league, and uh, they did it. They did everything we asked, and uh, and then more. And like I said, I'm very proud of them, and you know, got into the first round the playoffs and beat a very good uh very good team there and uh, then end up running against uh going against uh Kirtland who's obviously a very very good team too so uh but it was uh it was it was it was fun I enjoyed it a lot and looking forward to it this year uh, we really don't know what the future is going to hold for this year. Do we start on time and play 10 games? Is it eight? You know, what will this year's high school football season be? Will there be a full year of high school football in a time where we really don't know what to anticipate? How much will you rely on your seniors kind of guiding your program this year to the different challenges we're all going to have to face? I'm going to rely on them a lot. Uh, you know, we do got a good group of seniors, uh, some good leaders there also. Again, I uh, learned a lot from last year's seniors that, you know, what it takes. But I got you got to rely on them because they're the ones that have to pull us pull the team together and uh to play as a group because when they're out on the field it's it's them not us and uh you got to rely on them and we played a lot of younger kids last year which was which will help us this year we played a lot of younger kids but we lost some key kids also so uh we got a lot of work to do and whatever happens whatever they decide come august uh you know 10 games eight games seven games uh we're going to be ready. And uh, like I said, I'm going to rely on my coaches and my seniors to make sure that everybody's uh, ready and uh, to do our very best from uh, week one on. Coach Danny Eagley on the phone with us for South Range and coach the year obviously didn't end like anybody expected it to uh, with missing prom and graduation and everything for the, the graduating senior class there at, at South Range. Can you just talk for a minute about all the hurdles that they've had to overcome and, and how well just students across the valley have done in a trying and difficult time? You know, the seniors – well, all the students, they had to adapt in a hurry. And, uh, you know, my heart, I teach seniors. So I have all those seniors and I have, uh, those kids that, you know, missed out on their baseball season and missed out on their track seasons and, uh, you know, missed prom, missed whatever. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm, we went into that March 13th, uh, 
prepared. And again, hats off to our administration. Uh, you know, I know some schools weren't as prepared as we were. I don't think they felt that they were as prepared as we were, but uh, we knew some was coming and we knew and, and the kids were uh, t- well taken care of. And we started going from that week, that week on. And, you know, that's 10 weeks of instruction straight through online was uh, pretty brutal for a teacher and a, a student, but uh, we got through it. And, you know, we have graduation coming up this Saturday and uh, I've been fortunate. I've been asked to help out with graduation. Uh, so I'm going to get to see those kids one last time. And I helped out with locker cleanup, clean out. So I got to see uh, some of those seniors uh, the other day. And, you know, I, I miss them because uh, they're, they're special. And, you know, you spend all that time with them and spend four years with them. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And I don't like ending like that. And, I mean, it was it was rough on them. And uh, you, you feel they're pain and you feel their sorrow but you know what they're they're resilient they're going to bounce back uh better than ever and when they go to college and uh just, or wherever they're going to go you know we have a couple kids going off to the military here leaving in in a couple weeks actually uh it, it, they're going to be prepared they're going to be prepared for anything because you know that's what happens you know you're we're going to survive this and we're going to keep on going and we're going to be better than we were when it's when it all started Coach, there's been a lot of athletic success at South Range the last couple of years. Uh, Is there anything that you could point to? It it seems like whatever team I want to mention has had a lot of a run of some good success the last couple of years there for the Raiders. Well, you know, there are a lot of great coaches in the in the building, and uh, you know, the administration. Like I've talked about them already a couple times here, have been very supportive of our programs and it really helped out. And uh, you know, like I said, Mr. Dunn and Mr. Rowan and Mr. Farron have all helped out, and they gave us great guidance and everything else. But it comes down to kids. I mean, you you win with you win with kids. If you if you have them, you have a chance. And uh, our, our kids really work hard. They understand what it takes and uh, we know uh, we, we can push them and, and that's okay and they respond very well to that and uh, we can make them do a little bit extra I know there's times where sometimes we don't have the most athletic kids but our kids are going to work hard and uh, they're going to give it all they have the full time and no matter what and I'm just uh you know, it's a great place to be. South Range really is a great place to be. You know, like I said, I've been there a long time and very blessed to have such great kids and have coached great kids and had them in the classroom. And uh, they push themselves, like I said, to the very end and they keep on going. And uh, that's it's really nice to be able to push kids like that and they respond in a positive way. Well, Coach, I know you're looking forward to seeing your players next week. You know, you can't put an arm around them or maybe give them a hug and some encouraging <laughs> words like you like to do, but just being with them, I'm sure, is something you're definitely looking forward to. Thank you for a few minutes of your time, and uh, we'll talk as we hopefully get closer to the regular season beginning. Well, Mark, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate that, and I appreciate all you do, all the support that you do for uh, South Range athletics football and uh the athletics programs around the area uh you're a real blessing to all of us i know that for a fact so thank you very much but thanks coach hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon we are coming up against a break here on by all means here on western reserve radio we'll let you know what is coming up later on next week's show and some things we're trying to get uh, put together of course by all means is brought to you by uh, milk creek golf course make sure to book your tea time 
time in advance by going to millcreekmetroparks.org. You can schedule your tee time right there before you head on over to those two championship-designed Donald Ross golf courses in beautiful Mill Creek Park. Just go to millcreekmetroparks.org, look for golf, and we'll be right back to wrap it up on Western Reserve. This is Voice of the Phantoms, Matt Lipsack, and you're listening to Western Reserve Radio. Welcome back. By all means, here on Western Reserve Radio, time to wrap it up for edition number nine. Don't forget, you can always find the show as a, pi- a podcast. Just look for, by all means, the podcast. Issue number nine should be out later tonight or first thing tomorrow if you missed today's show you can find it uh, anywhere podcasts are available or just look on the Western Reserve Radio Twitter and you can find the show there as well. Big thank you to our guests from today, Brian Driscoll founder of Irish Breakdown, the Notre Dame channel on Sports Illustrated. Just look for irishbreakdown.com for more information and Dan Yegley, head coach of the South Range Raiders giving us his mixed opinion on the expansion of the high school football playoffs for the 2021 season. We thank them for joining us for today's show. Also, of course, Ryan for stopping by to join us to talk a little bit. He'll be back with us a lot more for next week's show, working on some guests for next week, trying to get an update on the GDFL Football League and just exactly how they are looking at the coronavirus and what their plans are for the league this summer. So stay tuned to our social media for updates on that as well. A big thank you to our friends at Mill Creek Golf Course, led by Director of Golf Brian Tonar for being the presenting sponsor of the show here on Western Reserve Radio. Of course, as always, you can book your tee time in advance by going to Mill Creek Metro Parks. We also kind of let you know the breaking news about the 24 teams qualifying uh, for a postseason play-in type tournament, wildcard kind of situation. They're still kind of working out the details of how exactly it's going to work and where it's going to be played. And we'll give you an update on that as the NHL, college football, the NBA, and Major League Baseball try and work their way back to beginning their seasons or getting their seasons underway. That'll do it for today's show. You've been listening to By All Means, presented by Mill Creek Golf Course right here on Western Reserve Radio. We'll talk to you next week.